What's up, Braves Nation? Welcome to the Sports Ethos Braves Podcast. I'm your host, John McKay. And with me on the other side is the lovely, the amazing Jeremy Bell. Jeremy, how's it going? Uh, it's good, John. How's it going with you? Well, it's going great because the Braves won two in a row. Uh, two in a row. You know, um, if we go for three in a row, which we have not done uh, on Friday night. We have not done that this season. Uh, but the other thing we haven't done, one of the few teams that have not lost three in a row. Right. Uh, so hopefully, uh, you know, we can uh, get that three in a row trend and uh, get past that. But uh, Thursday night's game, and I know we'll talk about that. Thursday night's game was great. Offense was clicking. Uh, and, you know, even on Wednesday, the offense was clicking. And we should have had three in a row, by the way, John, because yes, we, we should have – it should have been a win uh, on, uh, what, Tuesday night as well. Yes, sir. Um, so, I, I know we're skipping ahead, but were they playing football or baseball last night? Um, well, I, I think it was, um, yes, all we missed, uh, both teams missed the extra point. Right. right? right. Uh, so, yeah, they were going for the two-point conversion. But, hey, uh, as, as it was mentioned uh, during the broadcast, and, and I was actually watching the game. Actually, I was watching some on the app, and then I, I, I did finish up watching the game. My wife and I were watching the movie, too. And uh, so um, I I noticed that one of the things said was, you never can't score enough in Colorado. No. Uh, now, obviously, it's not as bad as what it used to be uh, back many years ago because Colorado, one of those first teams that started using the humidor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you never can score enough runs in Colorado. So, And as evidenced by the fact that we put 13 on the board Thursday night, the Rockies still put six, and we still, you know, I, I still didn't feel comfortable enough. But <laughs> no. uh, offensively, it was good. But you, you just can never score enough runs there, and and it's a slugfest. And um, you know, it's it's if you look back, you know, years ago when uh, guys like Larry Walker, Dante Bichette, those guys were playing there. Um, even Vinny Castilla, if you remember, oh, Vinny was a former Braves, mm-hmm. you know, those guys put up some gaudy numbers in Colorado because, uh, you know, they, they were hitting the ball out. You know, that air, that air up there in Colorado was just great. And when the home run derby was there, you know, it was fantastic. So uh, it's different now. It's not as, as uh, you know, prevalent as what it used to be. But uh, you, you just never can. Uh, for me, a one-run game uh, is not safe at all for no. anybody. No. Um. <laughs> Are the dimensions the same as they always been, or did they move the fences in? Did I hear that? No, I think the, I think dimensions. I I don't know that they ever did, but I think dimensions are still the same. If they move the fences in, then they got real problems, you know. Uh, so they're already hitting the ball out enough, but um, it's, uh, it's 4:20 to dead center, and that's crazy. It is crazy, but if you look back, um, it's it's not as as bad as. Yeah, it's not as bad, I guess. 420 in, let's say, Miami, that's a bad thing. You know, Pitcher's Park. Uh, 420 in Colorado is probably like, um, you know, 310 down the line or something. You know, and uh, short porch in Yankee Stadium down the right field line. You know, it's something like that in Colorado. But, uh, hey, there's a lot of room. If you keep the ball in the park, uh, and, you know, like the Braves uh, Thursday night, um, doubles, doubles, doubles. Uh, you know, yes, Darno got a home run. You keep the ball in the park. You guys like Acuna and Harris, uh, those guys who are fast and Heredia, what had a triple. You know, uh, he almost did a home run too. 
I know speed can can really, um, you know, they all say speed kills. Well, it does there if you keep the ball in the park because there's so much room. And especially with the teams that are shifting and doing, you know, playing, uh, you know, so crazy, uh, you know, with with where they're at, and not only on the infield but in the outfield as well, you know, all of a sudden you hit the ball down the right field line and what normally might be a double if the right fielder's playing 20 steps over more to where he's thinking the right-hander is going to pull it, well, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you get yourself a triple. Right. Uh, and it's easy because you hit the ball. It's a long way out there. Um, But we're skipping ahead. Um, Looking back at we the, are. the Diamondback series, the – Braves ended up uh, losing that series one to two. Um, should have had it. Should have been two games to one. Should have been three a sweep. Let's just say. Yes. But yeah, it I, I should have been. I digress. Tuesday night, Charlie Martin was on the mound and he pitched decently. And I mean, gave up four runs. What is it? Four runs, I believe. He did. He gave up four runs. You know, the the key to the whole thing is again. Here's where you talk about as a. As a reliever, you come in to get the hold. Um, well, if I recall correctly, A.J. Minter came in in the uh, – Morton was trying to go six innings. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had started the sixth. Uh, first two guys got on, uh, and then Minter came in, and he was supposed to be the hold guy. Well, those two guys scored. Mm-hmm. And so Morton gives up four runs. Uh, two hits, two walks, I should say, and five strikeouts. Not necessarily a bad game. Um, he still uh, struggled at times, and it and it looked to me like, you know, some of the angles uh, off on Charlie. You know, you can as a pitcher, you can get so consistent in how you stride, and how you lift your leg up, mm-hmm. uh, and how you uh, where you plant your foot. You know, I, I told my as as a guy who grew up pitching over the years. Um, I, I I was a guy who always liked to be consistent in what I did, and that's what I tried to tell my kid, too. I, when he was pitching, I said, you have to be consistent. I said, so keep the same thing going. I said, don't change. I said, or else everything's going to change about your game. And and the one thing that I didn't realize about Charlie Morton was he broke his leg. Right. Um, you know, he didn't. He didn't break a finger or or he didn't have an arm injury or anything like that. He broke his leg. Right. Uh, and anytime you have like shoulder or arm, you may change the angles to make it feel better, which is going to really mess thing up. Mm-hmm. Well, what I didn't realize about him breaking his leg was your stride, mm-hmm. uh, your your placing of your foot. Uh, so you know, if if he decided, you know, after he uh, you know got healed and everything, if he decided, oh well, there's a little discomfort in in where I step, I'm going to change that up. Well, that changes everything up as far as where the ball's going. And that curveball looks to me like it's really sinking in to the left-handed batters. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really going into them. And he hit, he's hit a couple guys already this year, left-handed batters. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I didn't realize that. And that's what it looks like to me. You know, my wife was asking, said, what is going on? And, and I said, it's all about the angles. Uh, You know, and, and I didn't realize that he broke his leg. You know, and, and he could be changing that stride, and it could be different. I would like to know – I would like a side-by-side comparison to see what he's doing – what he did last year to what he's doing this year. Right. And right. I would – you know, we're in this day and age of, of um, you know, all the camera angles. 
and all the stats and all the everything, you know, they, uh, I, I love NASCAR. They can show you, um, you know, they can have those ghost cars out there and they can show you the line that he's running now or the line that he's running different and which one's faster and everything. Well, I'd like to see that on Charlie Morton and see if his stride is different than anything because the curveball doesn't look to me like it's working. And honestly, if the curveball is not working, don't throw it. Right. You know, right, right. That's what, that's what got me about the game is he continued to pound that curveball and it wasn't working, but yet the fastball and the other pitches, they were working. So he would throw the curveball twice, get behind two and oh, and then have to come back and, and try to, to settle down. Uh, and that's where I think that that's where the struggles begin. If, if you talk, you know, like Ian Anderson pitching Thursday night, Kyle Wright pitching on, on Wednesday, you know, we desperately needed some wins, but that last inning they pitched, you know, Ian was, was upwards of 80 something pitches in that last inning. Kyle Wright was in that 90 range when he went back out there and they both came out pitching a little bit like their pants were on fire. Like I know when I get to hundred, I'm going to be out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they got out of the innings quickly. Kyle Wright got out of his, like, I mean, it was like, boom, boom, boom. He was out. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what Morton's got to realize, you know, get out of the inning quick. Let's get out of the inning fast. Let's not do two Oh three Oh, and then come back and go three, one, three, two, and then strike the guy out. Well, you just threw seven pitches. Or six pitches, I should say. Uh, what's the use of why, why? Why do you need to throw six pitches? So anyway, but but it looks to me like Morton's curve is off, and that's his. That's the biggest part of his struggle right now is trying to get that curveball over. But um, you know, the bullpen in the end, and Will Smith struggling again, uh, gave up a run. Jansen gave up a run, and then of course my lovely extra innings <laughs> to give up another run and extra innings. So yep. anyway, just my opinion. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, I'll, I'll go ahead and preface this. It was 6-2, to two and I fell asleep. I'm not going to lie. These West Coast games are getting to me. Uh, John, let me tell you, it was 6-2, to two and the two runs got on in the sixth, mm-hmm. and I fell asleep. So, what? yes, those West Coast games do kill me. Uh, and even for you, because you're – you got the extra hour, and I don't, but they still yeah. kill me as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yes. So I looked up – I woke up about, I don't know, one or 3 o'clock in the morning, looked over, rolled over, and it was the score said 8-7. I was like – I looked up yes. my wife, and I was like, what happened? Yeah. Uh, yeah, me too. I was too. like, I, they I, were up 6-2. Yeah, I was the same way. Um, and, and then – so then when I got up the next morning, I was on my bike, and I was – I was looking at what in the world happened, and then I, I noticed. Um, I noticed first of all when I went to bed, they just taken Morton out, mm-hmm. uh, and and so the two runs were on base. Uh, and I thought at the time uh, when I looked at Morton and saw that he had given up four, I was like, oh well, Mentor came in, even though he had a clean inning, he still allowed the one hit that scored two runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was problem number one. And so then I looked at the bottom half of it and saw that Smith and Jansen gave up a couple runs, and then uh, Jackson Stevens came in, also gave up uh, a run as well. So uh, I knew that was where, you know, the bullpen on the back half didn't finish up. Uh, Colin McHugh with another good game. Um, you know, he had two back-to-back great games. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, but still, uh, it was the back half of the, the bullpen. And, again, you look at it and you, you take a game from Charlie Morton that should have been a win, and he didn't get a win, but – but you take away a game where Matt Olson had four hits, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the doubles king, 
uh, four RBIs, Austin Riley again with a couple of good hits, and Ozuna, everybody had hits. Everybody had hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you take that away, and, um, you know, it's uh, you hate giving up games like that uh, because those are the games when you look at it down the stretch that, uh, you know, you could start gaining gains on the Mets just because of games like that. So, but hey, a good recovery, Kyle Wright with a good game. Uh, you turn around on on um, Wednesday, another good game from him, and then a good win on Thursday night as well. So, uh, those are the games you just gotta uh, shrug off and and uh, leave alone, and and uh, hopefully, you know, you get the Diamondbacks again at at home, and and you can uh, take two out of three from. Them. You mentioned Kyle Wright. Um... They won. The Braves won six to nothing on Wednesday, and boy, did he look good. He did look good, and and the, what what I guess impressed me the most was, uh, you know, Snitch stuck him back out there, um, and stuck him back out there to go pitch the six, mm-hmm. uh, knowing that he was at ninety something. He was at ninety something. I think he was at ninety one pitches, if I recall. Um, You're close, and, there, right? Yeah. And he 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 stuck him back out there and. And and I I joke because I think I texted you and I said he pitched like his pants were on fire, yeah, knowing that yeah. hey you know the bullpen's warming up, uh, McHugh's in the bullpen ready to go, and lo and behold you know got the first out real quickly, got the second out real quickly, got the third out real quickly. I think did it in about ten pitches, mm-hmm. um, and lo and behold he's out of the inning and he's pitched six. The the one concerning thing was uh, the three the five walks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was what got me. Uh, and if, even if you look back at that, John, and you go with the five walks, so that's, uh, what, 4, 8, 12, 16, 20, you know, that's 20 pitches right there yeah. uh, if, if you just go there. So if you look at that, he threw 102, I think. So you take those 20 pitches away and just say he walks one guy, he can go seven it. innings. Yeah. And, and now all of a sudden it's a much better deal. So. Um, that was what concerned me, but he struck out five, but he had them on his heel on their heels all game, basically. Uh they they weren't able to do anything against Kyle Wright. And then McHugh came in, he threw six innings, threw six pitches in that He was fired. That, yeah, he was. He threw six pitches in that seventh inning and, and then all of a sudden he's like, Hey, I got another inning, let's go. And then he, he went out for the second inning, uh, which was the eighth, and you know, same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh he records two strikeouts and Chavez come in comes in and shuts him down as well. But, uh, you know, another good game, Contreras. You know, that guy, I, I'm not sure if that guy can hit or not. What do you say? You think he um, can hit? I'm, yeah. I mean. He can hit, yeah. I think Yeah, so. three, out of, three out of five. You know, oddly enough, it's funny. When, when, when he doesn't hit, everybody else hits. When right. he hits, it seems like some others uh, struggle. But, again, everybody – and you, Matt Olson, the guy that didn't have the hit, you know, he only had four hits the night before with – I think he had, you know, 25 doubles in one game, but um, but he didn't get a hit. Uh, the only guy that didn't get a hit, but he walked and he and he had an RBI. So uh, I believe that was another run that they walked in, which mm-hmm. we've seen so many times again. But um, anyway, good game all around, good hitting game all around. Again, back to back good hitting game, uh, which which is good because everybody got involved on Thursday night as well, and everybody got involved on Wednesday too, but a good game to win going away from Arizona, knowing that you're going to Colorado where you're going to need to hit and you're going to need to score runs. Um, now, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, the youngster, Michael Harris, who everybody knows mm. is a fan of, got, a hit mm-hmm. and, uh, got an RBI in this game as well, didn't he? He did. He got another RBI, got a hit, got a walk, and as my um, 
uh, <laughs> the um, the one hit I believe that he got was a double. Um, and so my son has been a little bit under the weather. Uh, this whole weather changing bit, oh. uh, you, you know, is is driving allergies crazy. You know, mm-hmm. so you know this morning it's it's uh, Friday morning. It's 60 degrees. Uh, it's only supposed to be like 80. Really nice and nice day out. As a matter of fact, today uh, oh, nothing great. like what. Yeah, yeah, nothing like what it should be. So he was a little under the weather, and and so he calls me on Wednesday because he stayed home. He was home from work, and and uh, I just left, and and uh, Harris was up, and I and he gets a double, and he was like, "What's the name of that guy you told me that that was supposed to be the the guy that's up and coming?" I said, "Michael Harris," and I said, "He said that's what I thought. He just got like a double," and I was listening to it on the radio too, and he's like, "Boy, he's." You know, he's he's pretty good. And I said, yes, he was. And that's what he told me right before he left to go to work this morning. He said, hey, you need to talk about that Harris guy. Uh, <laughs> so um, and and so defensively, uh, once again, uh, he was uh, shining and uh, getting the hits and, and doing lots of other things. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's he's the there seems like the real deal, uh, although he on Thursday night's game, he, he missed one sliding, which which I'm like. Oh man, I bet he'll be more mad at not catching that one oh, yeah. than some of the others that he's had, you know, some great catches on. Uh, but it didn't hurt anyway to begin with. Uh, but still, you can let those go. Those those are just little blemishes. Those are nothing. The ones that he misses because he again an all-out effort uh, trying to get to the you know trying to get the great catch. But uh, but boy. Um, you know, we talked about it before, and we've talked about this kind of theme ever since he's been caught up about whether or not he's going to stick. Uh, well, you know, what a guy you have batting in the nine hole. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a guy in the nine hole. That's probably a leadoff guy. And so you got him. And, again, uh, what I always try to teach my kids was, you know, hey, look, yeah, you're batting last. But you know what I call you? You're my second leadoff guy. Exactly. You know, because you're, you're in that nine hole. And guess who you got? And and I always, I always had, uh, I had one team that was really good uh, in, um, in growing up, uh, my where my kid was involved, and and we had three good pitchers, and I could stick them out there, and and one pitch two innings, one pitch two, and one pitch two. But I also had a good hitting team, and it all started at the top. But I also had a kid at the bottom, who I called Speedy, uh, and it's a kid that he was fast. Mm-hmm. And and he, I mean, I he was little too, and I taught him in the beginning. I was like, look, just crouch down. I said, try to get me some walks, okay, mm-hmm. um, and and get on base. And when he got on base, he was a just like Ronald is when he gets on base. He was a walking triple mm-hmm. uh, because he would steal second, he would steal third, and then he was still home. Uh, <laughs> I mean, because he could. I mean, he was fast, and he finally started hitting the ball, and he would get these little uh, dinky singles. And and the third baseman goes running in trying to get him out at first, and I I just tell him you might as well hang on to it. You ain't gonna get him out. Uh, <laughs> and that's and that's kind of like Harris. Mm-hmm. I mean, Harris is that way. He's he's just. And then you follow him up with Acuna, and, and then you go with you know Dansby, who's been hitting the ball. I mean, that turns into uh, a very formidable uh, one, two, three punch, and you're starting with Harris at the bottom of the order. Right. And, I mean, what sticking? I think he's he's definitely sticking. That's for sure. Uh, I I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. So uh, he's he's definitely helping. You know, a batting average right now, the team batting average is only two thirty seven. 
Right. Uh, and so that puts us about 16th in the majors. Uh, but I get the feeling with Harris, you know, and, and, and uh, maybe uh, Ronald getting back into it, uh, that that average is going to start creeping up uh, quickly and, and uh, scoring more runs. Was it Tony La Russa who started that, putting the another speed guy at the bottom of the lineup and putting the pitcher eighth? Um, yes. Um, he was – he was the guy that, that, that got that going. He was always the guy doing it with the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he seemed like he was, he was uh, always, um, you know, batting that guy. And he's the guy that kind of almost halfway coined that phrase, you know, the, the, um, uh, the leadoff, the, you know, the ninth guy being the second leadoff guy. I've always... um, go ahead. I said, I always like that. Sure. Um, I I I don't have a problem with it, you know, with the DH in there, you know. Of course, obviously, you like the pitcher batting, but uh, Tony Larusa also had in that Cardinal lineup had some pretty good hitting pitchers too. Uh, yeah. Uh, at times. Uh, so yeah, they they weren't slouches either. Uh, but um, you know, leave it to Larusa to come up with something crazy. He was, you know, kind of that. But he's that old school manager. Uh, you know, not not worried about if he if he changes something. Uh, you know, if he changes something, it's like, oh well, if Tony's doing it, it's okay. You right. know, right. Or if somebody else had done it, it'd been like, what in the world are you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, it, it works. And and Harris is working at the bottom of that order, and I, I hope that's where he stays. And again, it gives him a little time to relax too. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have to worry about leading off the game. Uh, he can worry about batting ninth, and he's got a couple innings to kind of step back and watch the pitcher. Uh, you know, learn everything and. Uh, but but he's learning. It's trial by fire, and he's learning really quickly. So the Braves end up winning six to nothing on uh, Wednesday, and leaving the desert with a good taste in their mouth. Yes, yes. They end up going over the short trip over the mountains to Colorado. Yes, and uh, the Mile High City to Denver. Um, and they uh, they played football. They didn't play baseball. <laughs> they played football. But well, they, they, you know. They can't kick, so they miss all the extra points. Right, yeah. Um, yes, uh, you know, the kicking game is boring, uh, so <laughs> we're just going to score as much as we can. Hey, but look, um, you know, the Rockies, I, I, I was sitting there and I was watching it on the app, and I was like, man, it's one to nothing already. And then I'm thinking, oh, wait, we're in Denver. Yep. Um, and <laughs> then and then all of a sudden it was three to one, and then it yep. was five to one, and then, you know, it just nine to one. <laughs> And then, you know, they scored three in the second, they scored two in the third, they scored four in the fifth, uh, three in the sixth, one in the seventh, and mm-hmm. didn't need to do anything after that. Now, the Rockies the Rockies got six, but, you know, the Braves 13 runs on 18 hits uh, and, and no errors. That was really good. And, and uh, Ian Anderson, again, uh, six innings, ten hits. He did give up five, yes, but you know what? You're going to give up runs when you're in Colorado. Right, so you can, right. You can live with that one walk. Uh, and That's to be honest saying. with you, I, I watched a lot of that. I, I got a chance to watch uh, a, a portion of it. And what I could see was still, you know, he'd get somebody 0-2, and then he'd come back and it'd be 2-2. You mm-hmm. know, it doesn't seem like he has that killer instinct to just go right at him and go get him. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're in Colorado, I can understand that. Because if you are throwing the ball down the middle – and just let your defense play, 
sometimes those go, those balls in Colorado go out. <laughs> yep. uh, they, those guys hit them out. But but he pitched. I thought he pitched well and got six innings. Uh, and and again, you know, if you can just slice out some of those pitches, some of those batters uh, where. You're not. I think he eight pitches to one batter. I believe at one one time, if I recall. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can just kind of slice that down a little bit, uh, you know, keep the pitches in an inning to twelve, thirteen, somewhere in that neighborhood, then you can increase to where you're going seven innings instead of six. But I do like the six number, by the way. Uh, that's back to back six innings, and then of course Max Freed going on Friday night. So you know, you're 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 keeping one extra bullpen pitcher from going basically um and that's a good thing if we can just get that to seven and now you're keeping two extra guys from going and now you take all the pressure off the bullpen but again it starts in those first few innings and it seemed like morton was on his way to six innings but he runs into that one inning where he struggles uh and and ian ian was had him on on their toes all night nine strikeouts and uh probably a lot of that was swinging at pitches that were out of the strike zone john uh, it seemed That's like awesome. he had, yeah, he had that, uh, that off speed, uh, pitch working and they were swinging at it and they were frustrated as all get out because they couldn't hit it. Uh, it's like, as, as they said, uh, on the radio, on the TV broadcast, it's like he had a parachute and the parachute deployed right before it got to the, uh, <laughs> right before it got to the plate and the ball was coming in there at 95 and all of a sudden whoop, dropped off to about 80. And they they miss it, you know. They're way out in front of it. So uh, a good game for Ian Anderson, uh, and I, you know, I hope many more to come. But again, another six inning effort in the bullpen. You know, Cruz struggled a little bit, but he still, you know, got through his inning. And O'Day came in uh, and and pitched, and then Dylan Lee came in and pitched as well. Uh, I believe Dylan Lee got the save the other day um, in in one game. So uh, again, another good game. But you keep guys like uh, Mentor. You know, Kenley Jansen didn't have to pitch. Will Smith didn't have to pitch. So, you know, you've got those guys fresh uh, if needed for uh, the rest of the weekend. My only gripe or concern about this game was Marcelo Zuna in left field. That's always my concern. Yeah. There were two plays, the uh, running in, and then he let it bounce right in front of him. Right. And then – the fly ball to the wall that yeah, bounced right back by him. He should have yes. caught it. Yes. I'm, um, I'm, I'm listening to the radio, and they say he should have caught it. So that's what I'm going off of, folks. Right. Uh, and, and, and apparently, um, although, you know, my son thought it was a difficult play, um, he didn't know if even Duvall as a gold glover could have got it. So, mm-hmm. um, But I do struggle with Ozuna out there and left. Um, and, and I struggle just because he doesn't have a, a strong arm. Um, and if there's anything deep out there, you might as well just run to second base if I'm a hitter mm-hmm. uh, because he can't throw you out. No offense to Marcel because he's been hitting the ball very well lately. Right. But right. I would personally rather see him in that DH role. But since, Ozuna, since Acuna's having a DH, you can't take Ozuna's bat out of the lineup. Right, uh, you know, like last night, Heredia played in right field. Adam Duvall didn't play because they had a lefty, and I think you know Duvall may not get a whole. Although Duvall plays well against lefties, so I was kind of surprised he didn't play. Um, but um, he he did eventually come in uh, defensively for Osuna, 
Um, and, and I expect to see probably Duvall in the lineup tonight, although Heredia played very well. Um, but, um, you know, you've seen Heredia come in for Ozuna, uh, you, you know, and as, a, as a defensive guy. Um, I, I, I just struggle. Uh, but you can't take Marcel's bat out of the lineup because he's been so hot lately. Right. Uh, I mean, he's been very hot lately. And, and so I, I can live a little bit with having to play out there. But, uh, you know, when Acuna's back playing full time, you'll not see Ozuna out in the outfield ever. No. Uh, because Duvall will be out there. Um, you'll have Heredia out there some, depending on the situation. Uh, so I, I suspect that. Uh, you know, Schnitt probably can't get Acuna out there fast enough uh, to continue playing. And right now, at this point, I don't want to rush Ronald, uh, no. especially with the tightness in his in his quad or the tightness, you know, whether his knees hurt and whatever. I, I can I, I can live with Acuna playing, you know, the next month or so, uh, being DH every once in a while. That's fine with me. Um, and I, we just need his bat in the lineup. We need to keep that consistency at the top. Uh, so, um, yeah, right now I can live with it. It's not hurting, but I think Ozuna does better on a hitting night when he's DH because he doesn't have to worry about playing the field. He doesn't right. get tired. Yep. Um, this was the Travis Darno show, though. No doubt. Yes. Six yes. RBIs, two home runs, a grand slam, and a two-run yes. bomb. Yes. Um, yeah. No, he didn't play very well last night, did he? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. Um, I, I was I was I was watching when he hit the grand slam. I was in and out. I missed the two run homer, but uh, I was actually watching on the app. But but I was pumping my fist when he hit the two run homer. Then he hit the grand slam, and I was like, Oh my goodness, he hit another grand slam. He hit a grand <laughs> slam, and and um, yeah, I mean, you know, you've been waiting kind of for Darno to get that to get that consistency and get and get going. And, and we're starting to see that a little bit more. That's why I think that average is going to start creeping up from that 237 average. I think we're a whole lot better hitting team uh, than, than that. But, you know, Austin Riley too, as well, uh, starting to hit the ball. So um, everybody's, everybody got in on the act, but Darno with six RBIs, that's a huge key, you know, starting to hit the ball like he did two years ago mm-hmm. uh, in the COVID year uh, mm-hmm. when we only played 60 games. Uh, and, you know, Darno's making, you know, teams like the Mets who gave up on him and, and maybe some others um, start regret. to make them pay and regret the fact that they gave up on him. And that's yeah. exactly what you want to see. And, um, you know, the Mets gave up on him way too early. And I'm glad, I'm glad the Braves picked him up because look what he's done. You know, last year, yes, he was injured. Uh, yeah. And I don't think was 100% healthy. Uh, the rest of the time he came back, but he sure is healthy now. And then, and you look at it too, and what you do with Darno is if you got Contreras back there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know Contreras can uh, can can if if you want to give Ronald the entire day off, well then you know D- Contreras could catch and Darno could DH. Right. Uh, and then that again you save uh, save the legs of the catcher uh, and and not as much. But you've got a good backup in Contreras. Uh, so Darno doesn't have to catch every day. Heck, for that matter, he doesn't have to catch every day if he doesn't want to anyway, because mm-hmm. Contreras can be back there too. So, um, you, you know, it's it's a good situation, and and you know, you want your catcher, you want that guy to be there at the end, because usually those guys get tired because they've had to catch so much. But you don't have to. You you know, Snit's got that uh, problem of 
trying to get Contreras in the lineup. Uh, and you know, he can, he can catch and the Darno can DH. So right. it's a good situation to have, by the way. Um, uh, trivia question or trivia point here. Oh, that was, uh, that was only Darno's second career grand slam. His last one was back in, uh, 2019. Huh. Who leads the Braves in grand slams career wise? Career grand slams. I'm going to go, um, I, I'm gonna go. I don't think it's not Henry. I don't think it's Henry Aaron. I'm gonna go Chipper oh, Jones. Uh, oh, that's on the team now. Sorry. Oh, on the team now. Um, oh wow. Um, uh, I don't know. Is it Acuna? Ozuna with six. Ozuna with six. Six career four. grand slams. Ozzy's got four. Yeah. Wow. Who would have thought that? From last night. Yep. Yeah. Who would have thought that? Yeah. Um, I I would have never guessed. Of course, Azunia Azunas has been, you know, mainly while he's been not on the Braves. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, who would I would never have guessed that? Just, um, that's a good number. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thirteen to six. Uh, wow. I'm still like in shock over the score because that was that was a really good game last night. Really awesome. Well, it was. It was like a track meet, you know. It was really fast. Uh, the game seemed to move along very, very quickly. Um, and, you know, uh, I, again, I thought it was a great game from Ian. Um, and, and then the bullpen came in and finished it up. I have not been a, a big fan of Darren all day, but uh, given enough run space, you know, he did a pretty good job when he came in the bullpen. So, uh, but, uh, again, he stretched those guys out pitching-wise, and you, you don't you, you, you get one less pitcher to throw in there, which is what I think is a plus. But, uh, again, when this offense gets going, John, we can do this every night. Yep. Uh, we can score runs. And, uh, you know, there is just no guy in that lineup uh, that you can pitch around. Um, you know, Adam Duvall, I think, uh, is going to be uh, that guy that's going to have to definitely pick it up uh, because – uh, Heredia had a good game, but Heredia's average has been horrendous. Um, and he did have a, at least a hit last night uh, and an RBI. Uh, and, again, can play defense out there as well. So, um, you know, when this lineup is full strength, uh, you know, I, I still think there's a place for Adam Duvall. Uh, but uh, you, you, we got to have somebody complimentary, too, to play in there. And if you have to play Ozuna in the outfield and Harris and, and Okunia in right, and then, um, you know, somebody like Contreras DH in or something like that, then you may have to go that route. But uh, this, this lineup can score runs. This lineup is better. I've thought as, as it's better than what it's been advertised at least. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you can get on this stretch of, uh, you know, you're, you're taking on the Rockies and hopefully you can get on this stretch where you can win a few more games and, and get this thing close. Again, you know, you, the Mets are playing really well. Yes. Uh, as, as long as, um, you know, no slamming fingers in doors, uh, things like that, uh, you know, the Mets are playing really well, and that's well, without two of their best pitchers. Doors is in his name, so, you know. Yeah, you're exactly right. Doors in his name. Yeah, that is exactly right. So <laughs> add to the list of strange injuries. Uh, sneezing and throwing your back out. For the uh, they always. Yeah, 
Yeah, but, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about DeGrom and Scherzer not pitching, okay? Uh, and, and they're still playing as, as well as they are. I, I still think there's going to be some fall-off mm-hmm. uh, somewhere along the way uh, because it is a grind, and it is a grind of epic proportions when you're talking about, you know, we're only in June. Right. Uh, when it's the quote the dog days of summer, it's July. Um, you know the Mets right now are on a good run. Uh, they're being talked about highly, but what happens when they lose six, seven in a row, and the New York press starts jumping on them? Oh yeah, uh, and that's and that's what the struggle has been the last few years is, you know, they have struggled, and and the the press has been all over them. Uh, and hadn't been very nice, which if you know anything about the New York press, they could certainly do that, just ask yes. the Yankees. Uh, but, you know, they lose six or seven in a row, and all of a sudden it's a race, and the pressure again is on, and I think that's the key. Um, you know, you got to get close enough to put the pressure on, but what the Braves need to do is put some distance in between like the Phillies and the Marlins. Yep. Um, uh, they need to get some distance, and right now there's a little bit of distance, but uh, you got to get more than that. Uh, you know, to to start settling in, and hopefully that's what we're doing because it is June, so it is getting to that time where I think we need to start uh, kicking it in gear a little bit. And and two in a row, scoring a lot of runs. You know, this is 19 runs in in two games, mm-hmm. and hopefully we don't have a game today where it's one to nothing and we can't score a darn run at all. Right. So, uh, I don't think that's going to happen, especially in Colorado. Max Fried's going today, um, and or, or Friday night, and and. So hopefully uh, another good game from from Max and and then you know on on Saturday we're going to get our friend Spencer Strider going again um, and and to me this is what I think um, you know I love Spencer Strider in that starting role and thinks he's got a good chance the game should be over in about an hour with Spencer Strider pitching okay um, it'll be interesting to see how he how he reacts with that you know that altitude uh, mm-hmm. and that air in Denver but. Uh, Strider, if Strider was a closer, um, the, the ninth inning would be over in about five minutes. Yeah. Um, but he would get it done. Uh, he does pitch like his pants are on fire. And for an offense, especially that's been playing as good as the Braves have, you want to get in and get going again on offense and not have to play a whole lot of defense. And I, that's definitely what Spencer Strider does. Max Fried's going to be the same way. You get on the mound. You pitch, you don't waste time, you give your offense a chance. And this offense has been very hot, and we need all the bats we can get. Going back to last night, you called it a track meet, and the nerd in me is screaming right now. You, you, I think you said that on purpose because Murray High is performing very well at the state track meet. So, thanks. <laughs> they, they did, but that's just typical what, you know, typical what my high school does uh, is they perform very well. Uh, at the uh, at the state track meet, uh, uh, I've been to the state track meet a couple of times because um, my sister has um, has uh, fostered some kids and has adopted some kids, and they've they've been involved in track. And so I went to the state track meet a couple of times. It's fun. It's fun oh, to watch. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 exciting. It's at the University of Kentucky, uh, so you know you're sitting there, and it's usually a hot day, uh, oh, yeah. but uh, <laughs> but it's fun to watch and. And, and Murray, I usually has kids that are, that are fast. You know, the relay teams are usually pretty good. And, uh, the, uh, ironically enough, the, one of the legs of the relay team that I think came in that, that did very well on the girls' side is Cadence Kendall, a good basketball mm-hmm. player. She's just finishing up her seventh grade year. Uh, and, 
and she did fantastic at the middle school state track meet as well. So, um, and she's also getting ready to play football too. So, I mean, oh, wow. that's a kid who, who does it all. So yeah. Um, yeah, good. It was good. It was sorry a good time for, at the track meet. Sorry yeah. for the, the, uh, side trail, uh, guy. No, no, I'm it's good. Track, yeah. I'm a track nerd and I, I ran track in high school and college. So, you know, <laughs> um, have you ever, have you ever heard Darren O'Day's story? Um, I have not. No. So he was on scholarship at Florida and just got the yips. Couldn't throw it in the ocean if you put it right in front of him. So he started playing in a men's league, and he was just tinkering around, playing around. And yeah. he started trying to throw sidearms. Right. Like, like he does. And yeah. he was, like, killing people. He was striking out everybody. So he walked on back on at Florida, and that's how he huh. got his career back on track. I, I didn't know that. Um, hey, look, if you look through the course of the years, uh, you know, the Braves, and, John, this goes back way back, so please forgive me for going way back. Gene Garber, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he was a side armor. Uh, you can go, you know, Dan Quisenberry, uh, Kent Tocobi, those guys were closers as side armors. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean – it, it, it works. Uh, you find whatever you can do. You know, Matic, I believe, had the yips too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And he struggled. And, oh, my gosh, uh, if if we had not had Matic last year in that, that World Series run, I mean, what an impressive run he had through the playoffs. Uh, so sometimes you do whatever you can to get it back together. And O'Day, uh, you know, going to side armor. Look, I, I like Darren O'Day. I, I think – but every time I seem to watch him, and maybe uh, maybe you should remind me when Darren O'Day comes in to stop watching, uh, because maybe that would be a whole lot better. But I, you know, he's got a place, I, I, no doubt about it. And it's, you know, everybody's so used to as a batter, you're used to that arm angle coming out the top. And mm-hmm. when it's not coming out the top and it's coming out the side, and to a right-hander, if you're coming out the side, that means it looks like it's going to hit you, and then all of a sudden it moves right back in. To the plate, it's a struggle, and you can really throw a lot of teams off by um, by you know throwing sidearm. Was it Byung Young Kim was a sidearmer as well uh, for the Diamondbacks and and some other teams. Uh, mm-hmm. He was another guy. So anyway, uh, that's a great story. It, it, you know, you look at major leaguers who who uh, you know they they have to find themselves at times. Some of them do, and and you know whatever you can do to get it back together and. Uh, he's had a very good career. So, moving on to Friday night, the pitchers are Max Freed versus Cool. Yep, Chad Cool. Uh, okay. Max five and two, three point one zero ERA, and and Cool is four and two with three point five six ERA. You know the Rockies got off to a great start. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they were. They got off to a 16-11 start, but then promptly lost eight of their last nine games. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where their struggle uh, has definitely been. But, you know, a 265 lineup, uh, you know, Strider's going to go on Saturday, one and two with a 3.45. Freeland's going for the uh, Rockies at one and five with a 4.95 ERA. And then Morton on Sunday at three and three with a 5.47 ERA. And then Feltner, one and one, 3.71. So, Couple of good pitch, pitching matchups, um, you know, in between on Sunday, on Saturday, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday will probably be the the best game of them all, by the way. Uh, so, um, but uh, but yeah, you know, still some good pitching matchups, definitely. Um, and you look at the Rockies, you know their their ERAs are a little high, but you are playing out altitude, so that's kind of yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, you know, uh, standard ERA for a pitcher. Uh, you would like to be, you know, somewhere in the two, two point five range. That would be mm-hmm. great. You can live with a three range, uh, but pitchers aren't standard in Colorado. No. Um, if you're a four point nine five ERA, that'd probably be about a two point nine five ERA or two two point five ERA somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just the uh, it's just the air. Uh, you know, you've just got to have as a as a team. As the Rockies, you've got to know that look, it's it's going to be a slugfest. Uh, you know, let's we got to score runs. You just make sure you do your job, which is not walking people, things like that. Um, and and it's it's a it's got to be a struggle. I could not pitch out there, you know, because uh, it would have to be uh, it's it's too too crazy, too intense. You know, that you're scoring runs all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you got to hope that as a Rockies, and again, that that batting average is 265, John. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that means you're you're hitting the ball, and you know. But it's you're in Colorado, and and I'm glad we what only have to go there once a year, you know, at times, and that's a good thing because it can definitely drive Hall of Famers crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ask your Tom Glavins and your John Smoltz and those guys who who pitched out there. You know, Max Fried's going tonight. Uh, and, and Max has been very good of late. You may see Max struggle, and that's just because the pitches don't do what they're supposed to do like they normally would somewhere else. Right. Uh, and and the, some pitches might do better than others. Uh, but, but, again, it's a, it's a pitcher's nightmare. And, and definitely, I don't, I don't know if you could make it 500 feet, uh, you know, instead of 420 to center field if it mattered uh, because you're still, still hitting the ball. Um, I know we've said this and gotten our hopes up, but I think the Braves want a two-game winning streak, and they can uh, propel themselves off that into two or three uh, uh, wins this weekend. Hopefully, we'll here with a three-one record out of this series. What do you think? I hope I hope so. Uh, getting ever so closer to that five hundred mark, and uh, you know, let's try to get over the five hundred mark and and uh, move on, put some distance in between themselves and, and uh, you know, Philadelphia um, and, and, and Miami. And uh, that's hopefully uh, what we can do. But just getting closer to that 500 mark. And, uh, you know, I, again, I'd like to see a couple more wins. Um, it's, you know, the, the A's come to town uh, on uh, – they get the day off Monday, by the way, which is great, the travel day back mm-hmm. uh, Sunday afternoon. Finally. So, uh, finally, no kidding. A's, you know, A's are in next week for uh, two games, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, then the Pirates, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So definitely, and Sunday, by the way. So definitely teams that they can, uh, you know, potentially pick up some wins. Uh, again, I, I can't remember um, if it was uh, what they, I think this is maybe, this may be their 30th game against the teams against teams that are under 500. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we need to win those. Uh, but then we find ourselves under 500 as well. So, uh, you know, those, we got to get going. 
the offense was really rolling the last two games. Let's see if we can go and win three in a row for the first time this year. Uh, and hopefully it'll be four in a row, five in a row, and get rolling. And, and, and you know, who knows where we, we are after this weekend. Well, I guess we could talk about this more on Tuesday when we uh, do our next episode. But uh, it's we'll get to see our old buddy, uh, Christian Pache. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, we'll get to see, uh, you know, the um, – get to see the A's. Uh, and um, the A's, I think, they have that catcher that you really like, don't they? Uh, sorry. Yeah, we'll mention that, that up, Andy. I know, I know. Uh, not discounting the A's in any way. They certainly are still a very good team. But, uh, you know, these are the games that the Braves, uh, you got to win. Uh, much like the Rockies, uh, much like the Diamondbacks. You know, these are games you got to win. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we got to figure out some way. But, again, I'm, I'm happy the offense, you know, has been rolling the last couple of games. And it certainly should be confident uh, because you should be able to hit the ball in Colorado, but that also should give you a lot of confidence uh, going into the, the next series. But you get that day off on Monday, that will be great because they hadn't had one off in a while. Uh, and that will be a much-needed day off for the Braves on Monday. I think that catcher you're talking about, he is still at uh, AAA, but he should be at the majors. But I'm a yeah. little... Well, there's there's still a chance we could get him on the team. You never know, right? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, right. So, yeah, I, um, I guess we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Um, you got anything? Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Go Braves. Let's win a few more games. Heck, yes. Well, thank you, Braves Nation, for listening to the Ethos Braves podcast. Uh, as we said, go Braves. You can find Jeremy on the old, old school since he's – says he's so old the Facebook yes, yes. <laughs> at Bell uh, you can find me on Twitter at the blind donkey runner uh, and you can also find this uh, show at ethos Braves. And thanks John appreciate it thanks Jeremy and thanks Braves Nation go Braves